Thank you for downloading this Mass Device radio podcast. In this 2010 interview, Mass Device's Brian Johnson spoke with Dr. Thomas Fogarty, founder of the Fogarty Institute for Innovation, about the investment climate for medical devices. Thank you for listening to Mass Device Radio. Let's first talk about some of the headwinds the industry is facing. Uh, from your point of view as a inventor, investor, scholar, what do you think is the most troubling headwind to you for the industry? It's not only over-regulation, it's inappropriate regulation, unnecessary regulation, and impossible regulation. And who's creating the regulations are people that are only observers. They're not combatants in the field. They've never done it. Uh, so that's where we are, and that's why a lot of people are going offshore. So when we say uh, specific regulations, are we talking uh, only FDA? Or no, no, no. We're talking, we're, we're talking general health care reform overall. No, well, ge- part of it's general health care reform, but it's at every level. It's at the, uh, gov- the federal level, state level, uh, county level, and individual hospital level. Uh, I mean, somehow they think everything will be controlled by regulation. Well, it won't be. Innovators are directly the opposite of what a regulator does. They're absolutely opposites. Mm-hmm. So, and they they come at odds. Uh, and from a um, regulator standpoint. Uh, most of it is evolving around, at least in the medical business, safety and efficacy. Well, most of them don't understand safety. Most of them don't understand if something is not done, that patient will either die or be compromised. Mm-hmm. And I've had technologies presented uh, to the FDA. Uh, well, that doesn't cause a death. So, therefore, we're going to command this. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, people like to live a better life. It's very, very important they do. Uh, they they put that in the same category as a life-threatening device. It's not. Uh, so it's a lack of knowledge and understanding. The FDA at the higher level is well-intended, and they're very knowledgeable. It's at the lower levels where they have a very high rate of change in personnel. So at the reviewer level? Yeah. Do you think that the changes proposed for the 510K program are fair and equitable for the industry, or do you think it's going to hurt innovation? Well, it's not the regulation. It's the interpretation of the regulation. I think it's going to hurt big time. If some of it has not been determined what the regulations are going to be, we just know they're going to change. So not knowing what the proposed changes are, it's difficult to make an assessment. But one issue that I feel very strongly about, changes in the 510K is going to be looked at by the Institute of Medicine. There are very few people on that panel that have actually practiced medicine in the real sense. They've been administrators almost all their life. Uh, They've never done a 510K. They don't understand equivalency. There's so much they don't understand. It's absurd 
that they chose them to provide any input whatsoever. I've looked at the panel. There's one physician on there that actually practiced medicine and developed the technology and has gone through the process of getting it approved by the FDA and actually worked at the FDA for one year. He's the only knowledgeable person I have really identified on that panel. There are, lot, there are some doctors, but they're think tankers. You said in your talk that the venture model was broken. Yes. What, I mean, if it's broken, what model works? And how, how well, startups I, get funded? I think the most important thing is acknowledge and recognize that what we've been doing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't worked for a long time. And I'm surprised that the limited partners didn't pick up on, on a lot quicker than they have. They keep investing in, in fund one, two, three, and four. Very often, they haven't seen a return. I don't know. And I ask a guy, why are you investing when there's no return? You know what he said? It's easier. We know what we're dealing with. I said, do you realize what you've lost? Well, they haven't done too well. That's the response. So anyway, I'm sure not all limited partners are that way. So it was a problem with the limited partners. And it's been a problem with the general partners. You know, they, they get paid based on how much money they handle. So the more money they raise, the more they get paid. It's that simple. Well, when you have a lot of money, you often do careless things. And that's what's been going on. You've probably looked at thousands of investments over the course of your career, thousands of ideas. How do you validate the potential of well, an investment? Is there a formula you use, or is it just something that's embedded in you? Oh, it's, I think it's embedded in a lot of people, but you have to go out and get current information. So, and you have to have access to practicing physicians versus academics. You have to access academics, and you should have some of those involved in the input you get. But more importantly, it has to be from the practitioner in the real world. What is missing? What causes you concern? And you can validate whether that's true or not. You know, sometimes people have a concern because technically they're inept. Well, 90% of them are able to do it. Well, you can't develop for that guy. I'd like to talk just quickly about healthcare reform in general. What markets do you think it opens up? What doors does it close? General thoughts. I know you said about tax on top line. In your speech, I don't know if that was, yeah. if that was you referring to the medical device tax or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're being taxed where you go offshore, you get break. Mm-hmm. They make incentives for you. So uh, I think in general, and I look at it from a patient's standpoint, this will have a horrible impact on patient care in the United States. Mm-hmm. No holds barred, guaranteed. What has government got involved in where they made it better, less expense? Tell me. Well, I don't know offhand, but... (laughs) Well, see, you have to do a lot of thinking. Yeah. But what do you think the most expensive health care in the world is per capita? The Veterans Administration. They don't get the necessary or extent or breadth of care they should get. And... It's just, they're not going to make it work. 
you're speaking about from a patient's standpoint, so you don't believe in an individual mandate for health insurance or any of that? or is it what? I, don't, what, I don't understand the question. Okay, uh, I, I just wanted to drill down a little bit more on how it's bad for patients, if, if you could. Well, you're not going to see as much technology. You're not going to see uh, reimbursement necessary in some areas. Um, you, you know, the most effective from a cost standpoint medical care is no care mm-hmm. so you're speaking of comparative effectiveness those things nah, that you comparative and all? effectiveness is a bunch of shit what we're comparing to is not been documented mm-hmm. so you end up doing two studies which is 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 very expensive and because it's expensive it eliminates some technologies getting to the patient because you can't afford to do it uh, so, you, you know, some things are obvious, and, and uh, particularly if you're a practitioner, and particularly if you're dealing with surgeons and devices, you can see and you know what works. You can see and know what doesn't work. You can see post-procedure how the patient is doing. The patient often continues follow-up care with a physician. You know how they've done. Do they document it? No. But they've done enough to know a good technology from a bad technology. Now, some situations, they end up being equivalent, as far as you can tell. Uh, Well, there may be other reasons why you'd use one technology over another technology, but in general, uh, some things are so efficient and so good to identify a differential would involve a huge, huge study for getting a 1% improvement. It's unaffordable. How about any advantages to it? Can you see any? Well, it depends on how it's administered, obviously. I mean, more uh, modernization at CMS might... Is that something that yeah, you think is yeah, good? CMS yeah. innovation? Parallel reviews? Do you think it's No, par- they, parallel reviews. I've been talking to both CMS and the FDA probably for 20 years so about yeah, that. They mm-hmm. so and they all agree it should be done, but it's never been done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is obviously something that is needed. Uh, a need to expedite. See, if you have a technology, what you want to know, if it works or it doesn't work. The sooner you know it doesn't work, the sooner you can abandon it or go in a different direction. So prolonging something for anywhere up to 10 years doesn't make any sense. And they require follow-up sometimes in patients that aren't going to live 10 years. One last question. You also run a vineyard. Yeah. Uh, are there any parallels you see between your two career tracks? Uh, is there anything that carries over? Well, wine is not an alcoholic beverage. It's a valuable therapeutic agent. Significant parallels. You, you know, you never have a bad reaction, rarely, to wine. How many people have died from drinking contaminated water. So 
you really should look at it as a preventive and therapeutic technology, which is true. That's a parallel. Mm-hmm. About in the process, in the process. Well, uh, winemaking involves a combination of science and art. Medicine does too. So that there's that parallel. Mm-hmm. And how you treat uh, the process of winemaking is going to influence its outcome. You got to be clean. You got to be precise. You got to be attentive. You got to love what you're doing. Uh, so there are a lot of parallels. If it's a rough environment for uh, innovators out there, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, keep going. Uh, by hook or crook. Because ultimately, you'll be convinced, become convinced. In your hands, it doesn't work, or you can't make it work, or you're obviously doing the wrong thing. Uh, but you got to persist. Great. Well, I, Good. I really appreciate it. Thank you Good. so much. Good. Hope you know.